Welcome to the Business of People, the podcast that's all about people in business. Each episode, we'll talk to business owners and experts about a theme relating to the people in our businesses. We'll speak to people who've been there and learn from their experiences. We'll talk about everything from how to hire and develop your people, creating great culture to the psychology of work and how to build an amazing, motivated team that live and breathe your values. The Business of People is brought to you by Quintal. No matter what the size of your business, you need to train and develop your people. Quintal is a really easy to use and really affordable learning and compliance platform built for businesses just like yours. And it's unique because your team can store, share and manage their achievements and courses from all their employers in one place with their Quintal ID. If you're an employer, Quintal Learning Manager can help you deliver basic training with seven free courses and develop your team with thousands more courses in our course store. Then deliver your training, report on it and stay compliant automatically. Try it now for free. Sign up at quintal.com forward slash BOP. That's Q-I-N-T-I-L dot com forward slash BOP. And now enjoy this episode of The Business of People. So still with me is Mark Schrager. Um, he is the uh, founder and CEO of Newstar Networks, um, a multi-award winning cloud telecoms and digital solutions business. Um, and he also runs the coaching firm Brighter Lives. Um, welcome back, Mark. Hi there. Um, previously, we were talking about um, recruiting and onboarding and your experiences um, and lessons learned from that. And really well, what I want to talk about <clears throat> in part two is all about development. So we've got the people through the door, they've successfully passed probation, everything's good. So then we need to talk about everything relating to developing that individual, uh, performance management, getting them aligned to what the company's expectations are and the company's development goals are. So I thought maybe a good place to start was to sort of talk about that that journey. Mm. Um, and um, I suppose starting with the idea of success, um, success for the company, success for the individual, because mm. that's really at the heart of everything. Um, and then how that might drive the next stage of evolution into sort of their, their own development and the development of the company. Um, so maybe, yeah, your thoughts on sort of on, on, on that as a starting point. Yeah, I mean, obviously, success is, is whatever it is to each individual. And oddly enough, I mean, you know, I've, I did, I've done things like public speaking training, right? So one of the things I love to do is drop a, a topic on people at the last minute and just see how they respond to it. The most powerful responses I've ever had uh, was uh, off the base of the question, what is your purpose in life and what are you doing to achieve it? You can almost see heads explode in a row. You know? <laughs> it's just you know, yeah. very, very disturbing question to ask. Some people, they're bang up for it and they've been thinking about it forever and they're really in the zone. And for other people, you can see them almost dragging themselves up through levels of consciousness to try and come yeah. to meet that you know, like on the verge of a near life experience, you know, um, they sort of coming to the, coming to that place. Yep. And it's the same thing for, for employees. You know, I mean, a lot of people are almost institutionalized in their, in their mindsets. You know, they're, they're expecting a check or a P45 and somewhere in the, <laughs> in the middle there's lunch, <laughs> you know, this is kind of what's going on. Um, and, and so it's about how, depending on the person, how you inject or instill or infuse or create a context for a person to start thinking differently because the moment they do it changes the whole ecology of, the, of everything around them they, you know they come into work one morning and to their partner they you know they work a day and they're on 36 40 whatever the k they come home and they're thinking of making 150k and 
you know, moving to central London, they live in Durham, you know, this is, you know, this is going to disturb some lives. So there's an awareness of what kind of success we're actually really going to talk about here. Yeah. Um, and that last time we talked about at the beginning, you know, we were talking about expect, setting expectations, right? Mm. So it's all about expectations and expectations for everybody really leads to success. Yeah. Everybody wants to be successful. The business wants to be successful. So, um, harnessing that kind of, uh, personal individual, goals and success and everything yes. else is really the starting point of this right if they're successful for themselves they're going to be successful for you it's apparently they, they, they feed off each other so how do we develop that how, how what's what's your your experience of that of starting yes. that development process? so one of the ways of doing that is uh, i i sort of have kind of two sheets of paper and uh, a question on each one and the first question is uh, what's most important to you about um uh being uh, successful in your role and then we talked about the role that you're going to do. The second piece of paper, which they haven't looked at yet, and make sure they don't underneath it. Um, what is most important to you about being successful in life? And that's when we start to see, because I get, I get them to say at least 10 things and they come out more or less subsets of each other on the first one and they do the same thing on the second one. And we can start to see that some of them, you know, they kind of got some commonalities. You should see at least two or three commonalities between both sheets. Where you see they're almost exactly the same. The person's either kind of figured out in advance that this is a trick. Um, <laughs> they know that they're on record and getting it caught out uh, for being a, a side hustle guy, you know, doing something else. <laughs> or what you then highlight is a way of helping them to take the behaviours that they currently got that they're not fully conscious of and that are heading off to one particular point in the in, in the future, some sort of infinity point, you know, uh, and the behaviours that they need to to develop more of that um, that perhaps will bring them to the an agreed target between the two of us, you know. And uh, the more we can help both parties to work, work towards a conscious uh, and measurable outcome, you know, um, measured, reasonable, specific, all the, all the other acronyms that come with it over a timeline, break it down, make it realistic, but also help the person to tap into the unconscious aspects of themselves, what was important to them. Yeah. Most people you're having to do this with, they've never done that before. And at that point, you can help them to bridge the gap between the, the dissonance between what they're kind of consciously and, and unconsciously about um, and what we need to both be about together to be successful because at the end of the day whatever you need the fuel for that is probably money and mm -hmm. that's, gonna, that's only going to happen when we get everything moving in the right direction yeah absolutely and I think it's really interesting you know looking at people people get to a certain point as well and this is about individual mindset and what individual success means but some people you might see something in, in somebody that they don't even see in themselves yeah 100% yeah totally you know and identifying that and bringing that out it can be absolutely life-changing for, for the business but also for the individual yeah no absolutely and well, there's so many ways of looking at that um but yeah I mean I've you know take one individual in the current business first time we interact with that person they were in a different company uh inputting data as an administrator uh, they're now um, a channel director of the current business. Right. And that person regularly goes through moments of vertigo, you know, where they yeah. just suddenly, yeah. the, 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 the sort of what is almost like an anchored center, center of self of who they think they are yeah. is just slightly lower down the mountain than where they find themselves quite a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to, to use that analogy, um, you know, viewpoints up the mountain. Uh, I use an example for development that kind of goes like this. So imagine that you're, you're given uh, as a surveyor and you're going to become you're a surveyor and all of a sudden you're going to become the mayor and maybe whatever else but the first job you got to do is go up this mountain take a valley uh take an assessment of it measure everything off and then you're going to set up a village and then a small town everything that side and uh lo and behold you don't know this another guy's got exactly the same task another lady's got another, another same task on the other side of the valley going up the other part of the mountain same mountain just 
there's a bit of a, uh, a bridge between the two yeah you're you're there maybe six months ahead and you've got everything running you've got you know running water all the rest of it and then one day um everybody's going uh the water's off there's nothing's working we've got the power through the water there's no, there's no water <sighs> so you out your door uh, up the mountain around the corner down the other side of the valley knock on the door of the other surveyor and go uh we have a quick chat. Uh, what are you doing for water? Is yours off? No, no, ours is running just fine. Actually, it's, it's started to improve. Right. Okay. So you've you've just recently. When was that? About five minutes ago. It's running an absolute <laughs> stonker. When you did the assessment from your side, how far up the mountain did you go? Oh, whenever about about fifty meters. Why? Right. Okay. Well, I did mine from about a hundred meters, and I think that. Come with me. We'll walk up the mountain. This is where you looked at it, right? Yeah, I can see why you did what you did because you can't actually see. Here we go a bit further. There you go. You've actually just dammed <laughs> off our bit of water. She couldn't see it. Yeah. And it's that perspectival shift when a person moves slightly further up the mountain yes. and transforms what you can see. Yes. And then eventually, because there's more information, you have to start developing new ways of thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, as you can see from there, you'll also figure out new ways of working with people you wouldn't have thought of working with before. Yeah. And so this is the sort of metaphor I use for what development looks like uh, and why I use a developmental frame when I'm working with people for anything, you know, because... It's quite literally, it's the, it's the hidden information, it's the hidden next stages. It's the platforms from which you start to operate from that make things work uh, better and provide you with new challenges from there that you wouldn't have seen before. Um, it, it, it's hard to get there and then it feeds itself from there on in. You know, mm. does, mm. does that make sense? Absolutely. And it's, it's that idea of um, where you can. I think it's really great for, for a business as a whole, actually, to see to see a business developing and taking people and moving them through different roles and moving them through, mm. you know, promoting from within before we go start looking outside for people. It's one, one of the best things you can do. Um, and <clears throat> so how do you let's, let's look at sort of you've got you've got career and personal development. You've got development as in terms of skill sets. There's probably mm -hmm. different ways to look at all of this. Right. In your business, what weight do you attach to sort of, I mean, ha, I think from what you, you kind of look at this thing from a very much a person-centered point of view. 100%. I, I, I exactly it, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how do you, how do you balance kind of the, um, the person and the individual versus what the, what the company needs um, and looking mm. at that as a sort of skills gap or looking at it as a, you know, um, yeah. an opportunity? How, how do you look at it? You know, I mean, the ultimate thing is, is that, you know, Generally speaking, over the years, financially, if I can allow for it, I will. You know, whatever the, the thing is, as long as it honors the person uh, over the period. And um, when you when you come to the end of that road with a person who is never going to make up the time uh, and it's going to cost the business too much to keep trying to push them into what they're doing, I try and, you know, do the best I can to say, look, well, this is the person's most consistent behaviors. What would they be most useful for, you know? most people's behaviors have a purpose in life. Everything has a biological purpose. And if I can repurpose that to another part of the business, I will. If I can reposition it amongst the group of companies we work with, I will. But ultimately, if it, if it can't function and it will never develop from there, um, and the worst thing you can do is move a person beyond the level that they can go back from. Mm, absolutely. Through a certain level. And yeah. you really have kind of bent yourself into a bit of a corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I suppose, so you, there's kind of, You've got to take a long-term strategy, a long-term look at it. The easiest thing to do if you can afford it is just to hire more people into the roles that you need to fill. Yes. 
which is the easiest thing to do. Yeah. But that also creates upheaval, change. There's lots of there's an expense, both of both a time and energy and a cost yeah. expense into bringing new people into the business. So looking at the existing people you have and trying to put them on a trajectory, hmm. and this obviously starts you know with that recruitment and onboarding side of thing, but then putting them on a trajectory to where you need them to be as a hmm. as a business, but they're only going to go as far as they want to go, obviously, and you know well, it's got as far as their imagination. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think one of the other key things is it depends on the business, the size of the business. The smaller the business you are, the more you can involve people in the part, in the recruitment process. Yeah. The number one thing, if a person identifies with the change, if they have some skin in the game, then you can introduce quite a lot of change because then they can put their name against it and everything about that that, get, that is made visible in terms of success raises that person's stock in the business. And people love that stuff. I mean, significance being one of the major human needs that we have, the more you can help a person be more significant, um, the more vital it is. If you can help a person, like, a, you know, if we're going to launch a new product, I'm very keen to get somebody to brand it and be associated with it. Um, and then that person forever on in is, is that is that person. They do a Google search, their name is against that. You know, people um, spend an awful lot of time trying to show up and need proof of it. Mm, it's yeah. quite interesting. What about mentoring? Do you, do, you, do you have any kind of mentoring in, in the building other than obviously, in the, you obviously yes. you clearly mentor people yourself. I mean, how, how central is that, is mentoring a part to your development processes? Yeah, it's, uh, I will sometimes, or more often actually, bring an external person in. So for example, using again, like uh, there's a, um, a, an amazingly qualified and very, very skillful lady called Judy Reese. Uh, who's working very, very strongly in collaboration. Uh, she wrote a book called Clean Language um, with Wendy Sullivan in 2008. Uh, and Clean Language, for example, is a way of asking questions without putting any assumptions in the question. So the intention uh, within the, when the person is doing the questions is to find out rather than uh, waiting to have your own point of view heard, you know, that kind of thing. And so when she does collaborative stuff, what she's busy doing is trying to, in a group of people, trying to wake them up to get the, where they're at and start developing what's kind of really current for them now and then sharing perspectives from people so that kind of like a 360 but dynamic and now and so we've had her in uh, to work with the team and we've found that we can loosen up a bit of energy and free up some of the rough edges and stuff and that's quite useful on a one-to-one -one basis um you know picking people who are just really good in their field you know and uh, and trying to you know put them in front of the person that you know you need to develop it's uh what's the analogy i use for mentoring is like curling so a mentor can't really do much, but try and sort of smooth a bit of the ice in front. You still got to cover the, the, the journey yourself. A coach, on the other hand, is it looks at you know where you're at, takes a full assessment of where you want to get to, uh, and then you engineer um, between the two of you and hold accountable what you're going to do to get from A to B. Um, so that will be the, the distinction. So let's say, let's look at the difference again. We did this in the last episode, and I think it's a really important difference to look at is looking at the difference of doing developing people in a small business mm. where you've got minimum resources, everybody needs to be pulling their weight versus in a much larger business where there's maybe an L&D department or a yeah. development department, all that kind of stuff. Totally different mm. in lots of ways. You know, you've built a business from nothing, you've been a founder, obviously you've learned a lot, but let's let's talk about a startup first of all. So if you're, a, let's, if you can give some advice to um, a young founder or somebody who's starting their own business or has a very small business, how do they develop their people? What's what's some good good things that they can do with limited resources to develop the people? Well, I think you know, there's kind of two aspects to this for me, and um, there have to be that for me. I was going to this is actually coming out the other way around. I mean, um, <laughs> I was going to do it the other way. 
there have to there has to be people in your life and if that you respect tremendously that you're grateful for being there because it's a bit like sort of slipstreaming behind people you know and the thing is there's really there's nothing wrong i think there's absolutely everything right about copying people so you shouldn't be afraid of losing your identity what you should be afraid of is not getting enough for free um and i've been very lucky to have some people that are very v vocal give very strong feedback uh and i spend a lot of time around them and i you know um and even if i don't have intrinsically the skill set that is required I've got people around me that I can kind of go to and, you know, make a beer meaningful, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, get, and say, oh, I got this thing. And, you know, when you, when you were working for Caleb and Wallace, what did you do? How did that work? You know, and, yeah, I had that. And I left it to somebody else, <laughs> you know, and that's actually a very good piece of advice, you know, mm. because sometimes on your own, you can't, mm. you know, I might have tried to climb a hill on my own and mate, you're never going to get over that hill. Don't do it. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. that's great feedback. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about developing your your people in a small business, yeah, uh, where resources are limited. Yes, you know, so the, the and other, actually, as a founder or yeah. as a manager, you probably yeah. need to learn a lot yourself, and you well, everybody needs to learn. But, but this is the other thing. So you can only you can only help develop something in somebody else if you've got the ability to do so. If it's not even the ability, the ability to do so is like an extra thing. If you've got the skill set within you and you try and communicate to somebody else, like I teach a martial art, right? When I first started doing that, first almost three years ago oh, I spent a lot of period of time frustrated and I was lucky enough to be emotionally intelligent enough to know that I was frustrated with myself not with the students and what I was doing consistently doing was hitting that sort of uh, piece of information on myself that I knew how to do but I didn't know how I did it yeah and that's what you find a lot of in in, in sort of smaller businesses you find a lot of angst and annoyance and frustration uh, and people feel they've got the kind of sink or swim thing you know if you speak to them and people in small businesses that are startups and they're running hot you know, you're going, how is it? It's like sink or swim. It's, it's such a common thing. Um, and I think the, th the key thing here, here is, is that if you're going to help develop people, if you're going to help to, to change that environment, you need to be aware of the fact that you're going to go through processes where you may well have the skill set or the abilities or experience within you. You have to be a bit kinder with yourself and therefore others uh, in the time it takes you to, to wake up to how to communicate that consciously. Yeah. And so be open to, you know, saying, I need you to ask me some questions. We need to think through this together. I've got some experience, but perhaps we need to work through a document where, as I talk to you, you create the process document. I've done that a lot mm. in this, this kind mm. of stack, especially last year doing GDPR, because yes. it was just yeah. me that was responsible for it. Yeah. But the other side of the picture is um, I'm a firm believer that you should really, if you're going to be the managing director of a company, have at least done every role that you're responsible for in the business. Totally agree. At least yeah. for a couple of days, at the very yeah. least. Yeah. If, I, if I was running a supermarket, I'd definitely go and start on the checkouts. Yeah. Because the highest quality information is at the coalface. Yeah. And you can't build processes around what you think things are. You have to do it around what the actuality is. Yeah. And that's vital. And once you've done that, then you can actually give some meaningful feedback. Because it's not so much for the depth of your skill. It's the altitude of, the, of where you're standing on the mountain that can help give the perspective on what the person is doing yeah. as well. And yeah. if you can deliver that, you can help maybe even give some space to process their experience. Yeah. And that's very helpful. Yeah. And I don't think you can actually quite honestly on that specific point, which is really, really good. I don't think you can quite honestly sit in front of someone and try and manage them or try and assess their performance or assess how they need to be developed unless you've tried to sit in that role and do that job. Well, what's your frame of reference? Yeah, you can't. You <laughs> well, you're checking it against, you exactly, know, exactly. Going back to, yeah. you know, checking against, you know, if I'm going to say, you know, on an aircraft, they run things off of checklists completely. Yes. Because yeah. one of the main reasons for that is because uh, they know that it's an environment that's potentially high stress. And if anything goes wrong, 
you're going to go into flight or flight mode, parasympathetic nervous system is going to kick off, yeah. and we start to go into tunnel vision. Yeah. So it's all about checklists all the way through. So those things are so that it's not only so you've got quality, it's that so you're going to survive. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Um, you need that in business. You need that to be very clear. Everything else is kind of a nice to have. Yeah. So personal development, skills development is almost kind of skills development is those those hard skills which mm -hmm. are things which can be learned, which you can which you can pick up from reading a book, Take and a doing e learning. Or, yeah. You do a course. That's yeah. kind of a no brainer, really. Understanding that the availability of, of resource to do that is is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, mentoring, personal guidance, understanding the individual where they want to be. Um, understanding or looking for those little sort of nuggets of gold that they might not even notice themselves hmm. it's hugely powerful in developing yeah and and really building up a really sort of high powered workforce which which respects you as well and thanks you for identifying those goals and makes makes yeah. for a much better employment environment yeah i think one vital thing is just that um how do, how do we look at this way so warming up is a, is a concept i use here so Let's just say you've got a person that needs to go to, to, to the next stage of the career for they need to go and do a proper finance course, ACCA or something. We've got it going on right now in our business. In the room. Uh, and, but on the other side of it, the person has come to the point in their lives where they really want to do something for themselves. Yeah. And so they're a fitness specialist. And next thing is you know to do something academic in that space. And then, so there's a quandary. Do I develop my, my business footing and the career there? Or do I take the big leap and I go up and do the other thing? And for me, I'm a kind of, you know, would you want chocolate or vanilla? I'm both, you know, let's yeah. do that. Let's have that ice cream and chuck sprinkles on it if I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's what we're doing. You know, yeah. That's exactly what's going on. So they get, they're getting that, 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 that oh, pivot yeah. in their life to what yeah. they want to do. And you're still keeping that. Well, it's not only that, because the thing that it's, it's the universal between the two things. You yeah. can't just give people everything they want all at once. No. What, you, what I think that you can do is identify the, the drivers that are common. And so uh, I, got, I, got a, I got a WhatsApp from that person when they were on campus and it was just on fire. You know, I want to learn everything. Brilliant, you can learn finance. Go <laughs> 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 and do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that was, you know, fair play. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Um, okay, whilst we're talking about development and things like that, let's talk about performance management. Um, and I want to sort of turn to underperformance and how you manage underperformance. Mm. Um, identifying it, addressing it as a solution, understanding what's causing the underperformance mm -hmm. and how you turn that around into a solution that works for the business and for the individual, whatever that might be. Yeah, so underperformance is in some job roles easier to identify than others, you know. Um, you know, when you've got things like, I'm familiar with some sort of key target assessments or whatever you want, you know, and they may have five areas, you know, and then subjective measurements within that and one of my favorite is is behaviors like and then nothing underneath it i had i had that in, in the past and you're like well okay mm. you know it's picking my nose a good behavior you know <laughs> can you give us some feedback here a little bit more of guidance on behavior so for me one thing that is that overrides everything is that um you know in businesses these catchphrases people use cash is king and i said this and I was a guest on an MBA course, and the guy went, no, profit is king. <laughs> you know, like that. And that. Okay, fine, you're absolutely right. You win that argument, you know. But from a salesperson's perspective, and I, I can't see any environment which is not true, mm. activity is king. Because mm -hmm. the key thing about activity in the context of whatever it is you're doing, yeah, as long as you're paying really, really close attention to 
the feedback from the activity, then we're built on, on a psychology of learning cycles. And the more information you push through yourself, the more activity you do, the more you're going to push yourself through learning cycles. And if you can survive the learning cycles, you know, because that's pretty vital, you can make some mistakes in business and have no business. But then you can always launch another business. And a lot of people don't see that. They, they seem to think that you hit a failure and you've got the end of the road. Hmm. Um, if you see things in cycles, if you see things as, uh, as, as learning cycles, um, then you can really help a person to improve. Hmm. Hmm. And it's with something as black and white as sales. I mean, sales is one of those things where it's mm. activity. If you're on the phone, if you're emailing, if you're talking to people, then you're effectively selling. But then there's an end result, which you is can affect line. it because you can see the the activities there. So it makes lots make lots of phone calls. Yeah. And so we had a guy uh, one time made loads loads of phone calls. Great conversation. Yeah. I loved it. It was brilliant. I'm always driving the conversation. I said, oh my God, how successful you can be if you can drive lots and lots of conversations. You know, I got like a rule for for you know I have. I take on start, uh, startup coaching and I give a task and, uh, uh, and sometimes I'm feeling pretty cruel. I just don't want to work with the person. Um, I'll stick to it. You know, mm. I'll stick to this rule, which is I want you to call without fail, 10 new people you've never spoken to every day mm-hmm. for, for four weeks. Yeah. Mm. And then feedback at the end of each week or what happens. Uh, and at the end of the first week, what I'll then do is tell them, okay, well, tell me the stories from that. Okay. What I want you to do next week is use those stories to generate traction next week. And by the end of, a, end of a month, you've got a whole variety of stories to tell people that hook people in and, and, and develop them. So, yeah, the person's great at conversations, and I had this sales guy who's great at conversations, great at activity. The problem is you can never turn it around into the outcome. <laughs> you know, you just, just like, you know, just sit there pushing the puck around the hockey course, but never yeah. actually whack it. Yeah. He'd probably be near his own goal by the time you try to put it in, in there. Yeah. Um, so, yes, the outcomes are pretty important. So activity with the outcome in mind. And with something like that, can you... Can you develop that person? I mean, that is something. I mean, selling is, is a very unique thing. You mm. are, you either can sell or you can't. And some people probably can sell even though they, they, they don't know they can. But then the the typical salesperson where they think they're you know yeah, it's about a matter of time really. I mean, it is. I got into sales in it as a as a really really strong introvert. Yeah, and almost went nuts through the process because yeah. I just needed the money. Yeah, and um, I was the same actually. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I came out the other side of it sort of switching modes for a mm. while it took me a long time before i found like a mm. complete spectrum shift mm-hmm. you know like uh you know you hit the accelerator and you didn't get all of the acceleration in one lump you know you kind mm. of got a gradual acceleration mm-hmm. uh, through the gears uh, i think yeah what, what we found with that other fella is that he was just good for opening conversations put somebody yeah. in as a close yes and again that comes back to the concept of finding out what it's good for you know? that's fantastic so that's the success that's the success yeah. strategy with that person mm. so that person he knows what he's really really good at yeah and then you can that works for you as a business it's not, even, it's not even just really good at he's Excellent. Yeah, and that works for him. It works for you. Yeah, it's brilliant. His 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 level of success in terms of frame of reference Mm. in the business is opening that opening that door. Yeah, and then passing it on to somebody else to close. It's not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, essentially, there's no point when you've got really high quality there. You just need to find out way of putting it together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Mm. and that's looking at the individual, and that's looking at exactly, and then looking at the organisation, see how the two can gel. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, nice. That's a really nice way to to wrap wrap it up. Give me just let's finish off just. Two or three things, just quick learnings that you would mm. give to any adv- any uh, business owner, manager, on your experience. And we, we did a little bit in the last last part, but just sum up from a developmental point of view what you've learned over your business career and, and what you could pass on. Give bit, three bits of advice. I'd say that um, I could give you a story, actually. It's probably the best one that impacted me. I went to um, the headmistress of my, my daughter's school stood up and, uh, and gave a story and I was just at the end of it I was just like wow I wasn't expecting anything to hit me 
And I thought, wow, I can so use that because it makes sense of where people are at and the difference it makes when you go on the journey without quite knowing if you've got enough fuel in the tank or whether you can make the outcome happen. So the big difference between entrepreneurs, you know, even salespeople and those people who deal with a real fixed reality and a fixed basic is that they're prepared to potentially make a loss. They're prepared to go on a journey and maybe not have all the answers, you know? And I think that's what you have to do as an entrepreneur. You have to have a fair idea that, you know, you couldn't live any other way or you go nuts. Um, and you, you do almost anything for the kind of freedom that comes with it, even if you don't immediately get the financial freedom. Um, anyway, so the story goes like this, and it's a really, it's a real hatchet job on, on what was quite a great story. And so for whatever reason, there's this guy, and I can, I can remember the beginning of the story we're doing, but so there's this guy, yeah, and, uh, and he is heading off, and let's just say it's the Brecon Beacons or something like that in Wales. It's really in the middle of nowhere, and there's not a lot of light, and uh, he's, he's been dropped off, gets out of the taxi, and says as far as the taxi's going, because he's got to go home for dinner. And uh, he says, the, the, the sort of little cottage you're talking about just at the top of this hill. I'm not going to go up there because I have to reverse back the whole way, you know, whatever it is. So he goes up to this, this cottage, he goes in and um, flips the light on. There's a little message on the thing uh, and a compass. And it says, uh, we're on the other side of the valley. Uh, you should be about seven o'clock right now. We'll see you at 8.30 for dinner. Yeah, and here's a map, yeah. And that's all you got. So like having a business plan and a sense of direction, which is kind of all you're going to get as, a, as an entrepreneur. This is me adapting her story. <laughs> on the fly. Oh, and the other thing he gets is a torch, yeah? So he flips this torch on, and it's bright enough. So he walks out the door and he flips the torch on and he can just about, the beam's just about strong enough to hit a tree that's maybe 20 meters away. <sighs> he's looking at this and he's looking at the map and he's thinking this is about two mile walk. Uh, there's no street lights or anything. I'm not, I'm not liking this. Okay, so he walks out the door, locks it, map in the pocket, he's kind of a rough idea where it is. And he kind of gets out back onto the road again and he can see the light running out at the edge. And he's like, this is not great, you know. And uh, oh, out of nowhere, guy comes along, walking his dog. <whistles> Hi. Hey, do you know what this Yeah, Wow, that's two miles away. There's a quick, nope, <laughs> gotta walk it. Okay, where is it just in that direction? Oh, great, okay, I'm a bit concerned about that. I mean, you know, is someone not gonna fall in a ditch or something? He says, well, you got a torch? Yeah, but it only goes about sort of 20 meters in distance. He says, well, you'll probably find that when you do that 20 minute walk, 20, 20 meter walk, it's going to do another 20 meters in front of you. Um, but you just can't see that until you've done that 20 meters. And the guy went, wow. And he just needed it said to him. So there's your kind of coaching and mentoring from the guy who's just passing by with the dog. Yeah, smugly into the distance thinking I'm amazing. And he, this guy walks down the road with his 20 meter lit torch. You can only ever see that far. You have to, if it's a business plan, you know, you can probably see into the next quarter. No business plan survives first contact with a marketplace or a customer. Uh, and I think the key thing is, is that he pulls his map out and it's as much as he can keep checking the terrain that you're on against the map and keep using that sort of laser focus you've got and the light that shows you where you're going and just be prepared to, to make sense of it again when you've done that 20 meters and keep checking and keep reassessing and not be afraid of what you can't see. Fantastic. That's a great story. That's good. Okay, Mark, thank you very much. Just um, just to remind uh, listeners, your businesses are New Star Networks. Yes. Uh, NSN.co. That's right. Yeah. And that's telephony, telecoms. Uh, data, connectivity, mobiles, the lot. Fantastic. And your coaching business is BrighterLives.net. BrighterLives.net. Fantastic. Mark, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, and thanks for listening to Business of People. We'll see you again next time. Bye.